All right. Looks like we got the whole gang up here. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, everybody should be aware. I'm, I'm Varking. I help moderate and run the subreddit. We also have Whole Nother up here. Whole Nother, if you want to say hello. Hey, everybody. System of Cells is also uh, another moderator that we have on staff here. Yeah, hello, everybody. I'm System of Cells. I help moderate with the illustrious Varking. And over at the end of the panel, we have James Tower from Digital Tolkien Project. James, hey, how's it going? It's going real well. Thank you very much for inviting me here. And the real reason that everybody is here joining in today is we have on uh, Emma Horvath, who plays Aodian on the show, The Rings of Power. Welcome. Hi, everyone. I'm so, so excited to be here. Um, you guys, I guess, have been watching the show. The, this Reddit thread has been my show <laughs> for the past two years. So, so I, recognizing um, screen names is kind of like my my starstruck moment. <laughs> uh, for those that aren't aware, uh, Emma has in a few different interviews actually shouted out the subreddit and made mention that you know she has lurked. She's aware of some of the theories people have shared in the past and such, and you know is a redditor herself. And uh, thank you for coming on, spending some time with us today. System, if you would like to uh, go ahead and start hitting her with the questions. Yeah, let's kick things off here. So, what are Arian's thoughts on the faithful and her brother's involvements with them, particularly Anarian? Is she more concerned for her brother's safety or well-being, or is it just a disagreement in general with what the faithful believe? Well, um, she's young. So, so when I was thinking about the character, I mean, I first started like, reading the Akalabeth and the appendices and thinking more in sort of like broad political strokes and then working on the show and, and working on the scripts and working with Maxim and Lloyd, all, all that heady kind of political intrigue and stuff um, sort of got tossed out the window simply because in the moment when you're like on set and you're and you're shooting like all that matters is really like the relationship with the other actor um and particularly because of her age i think at this point politics and sides and and the philosophies behind them are not that not important to her yet uh family and the immediacy of that um was kind of where i where i started and grounded the character so in regards to the faithful, she is from a faithful family, um, but it, it it is this sort of backgrounded idea. Um, she's she's far more concerned with with the safety of her brothers, um, keeping the family together after the death of her mom, um, and then her own sort of excitement about being in the city for the first time in her life, um, and all the sort of opportunities that brings. So her world is like her worldview is quite small at this point. Um, not I wouldn't say self-centered, but but yeah, the way you're a child and you don't really think about larger world ideas, I guess. Her care for family is showing through already. Thank you. <laughs> now, speaking of you know, first first time in the city, one of the things that's been Im impressive for us viewers in, in episode three and four is is seeing Numenor. But what was it like for you, your first day on the Numenorian set? My, okay, so my, Maxim and I shot on that beach. Uh, that was our first 
few days. We were we were there for three days shooting a shooting a scene, um, which you you really only get like a piece of it in in the show. Um, but we shot for three days, and that was like this private beach up in the in the north um, of the North Island, and then. It, it, they were still building Numenor. It was, I think, I, I got there January of 2021, and they were still like it still looked like a like a theater set almost. It was still white, and there were like like pencil drawings on it uh, of where things would be. Um, so after we shot that, I think I had to. We still had to wait about a month before we were on the set, one one or two months. Um, and that I think was um, the dinner scene with. Uh, me, Maxim, and Lloyd. Um, and that was just amazing. I mean, th- there were, the beach scene, it was quite intimate. It was just me and Maxim for the m- most part um, and, a, and a sort of skeleton crew. And then when we came back to the studios, uh, the number of like extras on that set and, and smells, like we, we talked about this in interviews, but they had like real crab and that was cooking through the whole time, the whole evening we were shooting. Um, just like real fire, real food, real everything, spices. Uh, yeah, that that is incredible. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, you you spend a lot of time with with Maxim and Lloyd. But did you have much of an opportunity to hang out with with cast members from outside your storyline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I spent a lot of time with Joseph Mall actually. Uh, we lived across the hall from each other in the hotel. Um. And I, I have I have nothing with him, you know, this season. But yeah, I spent a lot of time with Joe, and he's he's such a talented actor, and like has obviously been been doing this for so long. So I'm I'm really grateful for my time with him. Um, and then Owine was also a really good friend, also different storyline, different energy. Um, he's great to like <laughs> go drinking with. Um, and then like the obvious, like Maxim and I spent a lot of time just by just by virtue of 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 the the characters we were playing. And Markella. Markella was probably I was in touch with her before I sort of touched down in New Zealand and um yeah. So those those four. Yep. Now you're obviously portraying a, a, an original character which comes with a different set of challenges i guess than 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 people that are well known from the books how did you go about carving out a place for arian in in tolkien's legendarium and were there other characters of of tolkien's that inspired your portrayal yeah um, actually with that question like the the reddit was really um helpful with this because i remember when when she when my casting leaked there were all these like uh sort of speculations and i remember one of them was um one of them was horrendous and I'm, I think I'm too young to play her, but I, I didn't know who that was. And someone, someone just wrote her name and I was like, Oh, who's that? <laughs> and I, I looked her up. This was before I was in New Zealand. I think this was like two, two and a half years ago. Um, and that story in particular um, has actually been like, I'm not playing her, but it's actually been quite helpful. I think just in terms of thinking about themes and the importance of family and um, building Arian as a as a woman who doesn't really need boys, uh, sort of career and creation come first, um, just because of the precedence of that story. Um, I think, and and the and the value of family and and the ability to sort of eschew. 
um, male promises, I guess, or or to be to to be suspicious of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, Arendis is like, like daughter on Kali, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, yep. Uh, I don't I don't think Aarian is nearly as bitter as as Ankalime becomes. Um, but that precedent, that historical precedent, I think was was quite helpful to me. Yep. Now, Excellent. Could you tell us a little bit more about where Aarian is in terms of broader Numenorean society at the moment? What are her sort of overarching goals at this time? Overarching goals? Well, she, I mean, she, <laughs> she's a city girl at the risk of sounding too modern. She's like so excited to be, uh, to be in our version of Armenolos and um uh, there's a tremendous amount of, of, of like wanting to sort of be part of the system that's been built there. And, um, she, she wants to be an architect. <laughs> she's drawn her whole life and she's finally in a place where, where that is valued. And, um, so she's, she's taking every opportunity that could possibly come her way when we meet her. Um, and then when we meet her, she's kind of she's 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 applied multiple times to the Builders Guild and she hasn't really gotten in. So so this um, very sudden acceptance is tremendously exciting for her. Um, and, and then obviously, like the, the less selfish goal of, of, of keeping her family together. Um, we'll see, I guess, uh, as the show continues, which which she'll choose career or, or family. So Emma, you've you've already started to get into this with your with your last response there, but Aarian is at this liminal stage of her life. Um, she's got her whole lifetime ahead of her to be young, uh, as she said. <laughs> I love, love that line. I think there's. I'm not sure what it means yet, but I really liked that. Um, but as she's looking forward, what are some of the tensions that her character is feeling torn between uh, as she's deciding who to be? Again, not to not to like pay lip service to the Reddit, but I'll pay lip service to the Reddit. That line, really, please. <laughs> um, it's funny because because when I read that in the script, I was like, oh, what does that mean? And then you know, I was like, oh, it's just she's she's nerdy and she doesn't have a lot of friends and she you know she's lives at home and and uh, draws all day, so she's you know, she's got her whole life to party or whatever. That's like the surface level meaning. And then I saw someone was like, ooh, like. I, is this does this have anything to do with her obsession with maybe extending human life and i i'm embarrassed to say that i had not even thought of that um because th that scene also there's parts of it that are gone and that's one of the lines that remained um and when i watched it for, for the first time i was like what <laughs> there's like there's other more important aspects of this of the scene and then reading that i was like oh maybe this is going over my head too to some degree. Um, okay, sorry. Um, the The rest of that question was sorry. Ten tensions that she is feeling feeling torn between deciding deciding between as she moves forward. Tensions. Um, yeah. So the so the uh, her her mother died rescuing Isildur from a drowning. Um. This is, she's very conflicted about the death of her mother. It's a tremendous tragedy. There, there is 
some anger about Isildur's role in that, um, that she's trying to bury. Um, there is some anger towards a, a faithful response to an event like this, which would be to accept death as a gift. Um, she's struggling to, to think of it that way. Um, there's tension between her ambition and her desire to keep her family together. Um, and there's starting to be tension between sort of the ideas that she's grown up with versus the ones that are more heavily prevalent in the city that she's just moved to. Now, this next question kind of follows on from a lot of that. You've already mentioned horrendous and, and, and even just in the answer you gave, there seems to be so much to do with uh, this, this tension between duty and family and all that kind of stuff. The, the rest of the family seems heavily connected to the sea, which of course is a big thing in the Aldarian and Arenda story. What's Aarian's connection to the sea? Does she have that same connection that her, her brother and or father in particular does? <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it, it's a, it's funny because her name is, it literally means sea. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, I think at this point when we meet her, her only connection to it is that it, it is what makes Numenor what it is, an island. Um, it, it, is, it has protected Numenor for thousands of years from, from outside influence. Um, I think it's nothing more than that at this point. Uh, there is some anger towards it, considering the death of her mom. Um, but nothing beyond that. She's, she's, she's got no desire to, to leave the island. She loves land. Um, yeah. Sh shades of uh, horrendous there. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the next question. Yeah, so besides Numenor, uh, what other storylines in the show are you most looking forward to seeing more of? Uh, well, I... <laughs> it's, with Barking, along with Barking, I'm so obsessed with dwarves i have been since since i you know learned the story when i was a kid um i've got miners on both sides of my family um i've got slavic roots it's the dark humor and, and dealing with pain through humor is a, is a big part of our culture i'd say um i i i love what they've done with them too this in in this season i think owine and sophia is just like incredible um I, I can't wait to see where that goes. And then also just because I spent so much time with Joe, I, and I never, I was never on set with him, but I, but I heard so much about his process and, and how he constructed a dar. Um, I, I, I was like a little kid watching episode four. Cause I just couldn't wait for, for Joe to show up. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've seen the other. Yeah. I just, I feel like I've been there for that part, but not been there. <laughs> so. You know, I'm curious, you know, we've been talking about your character, your role, but do did you have any sort of interest in architecture before this role? And has the role sort of influenced your thinking about it, um, you know, now that you've actually gotten the role? Yeah, so, so this is one of those things where, like, some of the casting on the show is, like, so creepy. <laughs> In, in that, like, J.D. and Patrick, like, had no idea about certain aspects of the cast that, like... 
I mean, I could go through literally and list most of most of the actors on the show and be like, did you know that they also do this and how dwarvish or how elvish of them to do, you know, um, I, I, I almost went to college. I almost went to architecture school. Like I got into an architecture school and I decided not to go. And um, yeah, I got an English degree instead. Um, But yeah, I I applied on a whim to architecture school. I, I, I've never lived in a house my whole life. I've lived in apartments and uh, my, my mom would, my mom would take me to open houses when I was growing up just for fun. Um, And I have members of my family that are, that are just obsessed with, with architecture. And I, there are lots of, um, I grew up in Kentucky, but right across the river is Ohio. And Ohio has a lot of um, Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, buildings like in Cincinnati and like, Columbus area and um I've been to most of those sites as a kid um I yeah I'm I'm obsessed with buildings and not to sound like too woo woo but like I think people are massively affected by by the buildings they they live in and reside in and um yeah, I I just moved into a house for the first time in my life, and and I know every I know what year it was built in. I know the magazine that those that those homes were like ordered from. I'm I'm obsessed with buildings. So and then like on top of that, <laughs> remember when I I got into I, I flew into New Zealand and I had my first like preliminary meeting with JD. Uh, we were kind of talking about the character and and her sort of nerdiness and. Um, a, JD was like, have you done the Myers-Briggs uh, personality test? And I was like, no, I, I don't know what that is. And he's like, you should do it. I'm just really curious what that all, what all that, what, what you are. And I did it and it, it's my INTP, which is the architect. <laughs> so like the, the parallels on this are just like so weird to me. And then getting to spend time with, I'm rambling, but I don't care. But <laughs> getting to we spend don't care either. Keep like, going getting to spend time with uh, Daniel Reeve, who's like just an extremely talented graphic designer artist. Um, that was just like the greatest joy. Like I had no stunts on this, thank God. Uh, and I just got to hang out with him and, and draw and we would draw like the studio and like buildings and coastlines and stuff. It was just, it, this job was a dream in, in that sense. Obviously like the stuff you see in the show is stuff that Daniel has drawn. I have not drawn that. They hand me a, they hand me a, a notebook and I shade something in for like the two seconds that that's on screen. But um, I don't believe fact- that. <laughs> but the, the fact that like, even though that's how, you know, you shoot things when someone's an artist in a movie, you hand them a thing and they, you know, they shade in the last whatever. Um, the fact that they let me hang out with him and, and draw with him was just amazing. Um, yeah. And I have like, it's so funny when, when we were like, when I was learning to write Adonaic, with him um it took me so long just to be able to write my name and then he took out his quote and like wrote it was my birthday while we were shooting and he wrote happy birthday emma in adenaic and i couldn't translate it yet at that point and so i was there it took me like five minutes to like translate each letter to figure out what it said um and then like offhand i was like daniel like (laughs) how much is this worth (laughs) Like what? Like 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 five hundred bucks to a thousand dollars, and then like without missing a beat, he was like triple it. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. <laughs> so I have that in a notebook somewhere that I, I still need to frame. But yeah, he's he's not only talented, but like super, just a nice guy. He'll message me after each episode, and and um, he was also on set with me, so 
so talking about you know like how the episode is sort of shaped up from from what we did on set and stuff has like been very fun with him too well, if you need tips on uh, where to purchase frames at to hang Adunaic up on your wall, I had somebody <laughs> write me my username not too long ago. I had <laughs> well, I wanted to ask more questions about the, the, the writing system as well, because that, that, that's kind of my thing too. Um, so, you know, you said that it took a long time initially. Are you, are you fluent now in writing it? Can you, can you read it on site? How long did it take you to to get to the point you're now at in terms of reading and writing the Adonike. You know, it's funny. It's like when, when we were shooting, I could do that very quickly. And the first time they gave me a tour of Numenor, I was with Wayne and we were just wandering through and I was like <laughs> being a know-it-all, like reading signs and stuff. I was like, this says that, this says that. <laughs> and like Wayne, Wayne couldn't read anything. Um, and I was like, that's, that's not Elvish, that's Adonaic, silly. And, uh, and then when we stopped shooting, it's, it's kind of sad how quickly that leaves you. Because when, when I wrote your name, Varking, I, that took me several days. I spilled ink on my desk. And, um, and then also like pulling out those old sheets and like messaging Daniel and being like, how did she write again? What's the, what's, you know, what did it look like again? Um, cause I wrote it, I wrote it in, in like boldface type first and, and then showed it to Daniel and he was like, silly, it's, it's supposed to be cursive, not, you know, she only writes in cursive and it's lighter than, you know, there's all these like details that he's thought of that she has got like a lighter touch than you do. I guess I like grip the pen too hard or whatever, but, um, yeah. Cause in the, in the show, it's all of the, the bold sort of the, yeah, the, much squarer letters, and and uh, I, I saw that uh, what you wrote for Varking was that cursive style. So I guess we're going to see more of the the cursive style. Yes, hopefully. Um, I'm trying to think back through the season. I think you'll see more. You'll, you'll see more drawings from her for sure. Uh, well, now that you've brought up the drawings itself, what what is it you're drawing in episode four? It's the front. It's the front gates of the Builders Guild that are in that main square. So that you is decided the place that turned you down multiple times. You would, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so it's now, a beautiful, yeah, no, it's a beautiful building. Um, they, I think one of the inscriptions above it says by our hands, which I think is beautiful. I just had a, actually a costume fitting with uh Luca, the costume designer for season two, and we were just talking about like, well, yeah, what you know, what writing goes on her clothes. Um, I'm sort of like s having a think at the minute about like which which of those inscriptions from the set I want on her dresses. Um, side note. <laughs> uh, System is messaging me on WhatsApp and he was going to ask what I'm going to ask. So go ahead and ask. About Beat you to the punch. So, so you're spending time on Reddit. It sounds like you might actually be spending more time than us. Maybe we should make you a moderator. <laughs> Um, but you've been poking around a lot. Uh, do you have any favorite theories, uh, maybe good theories or harebrained theories that you've seen? Uh, my favorite like speculation uh, about my casting was that I was Ismael Cruz Cordova's wife. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'd do that. Um, yeah, I mean, the ones, the ones about her becoming a Nazgul or the Witch King are like the coolest Um as an actor, I think the baddies are, are more fun to play always. Um, but yeah, the the one about me and Ismael being married, married Numenorians was was my favorite, I think. 
do you ever have like the desire to like comment back to people like you know forever ago it had leaked that your character's name was going to be like kareen instead you're yes. gonna hop on you're like no you idiot it's definitely not that. <laughs> no that one that one drove me crazy because because i i've never had the impulse to to respond but that one was i was like oh no guys you guys have the wrong information like trust me it's not no um that one that one was most painful i think <laughs> but i didn't i didn't comment i didn't make like a burner account and like get, get into it well you didn't that you you'll admit maybe maybe you did and you'll never tell us <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna ask do you just lurk or do you have a few burner accounts that you like to tell people you know and equalize people if they're making a silly argument no, I just lurk. Although maybe maybe I could wreak some havoc with the. Uh, maybe with... you're the one spreading the uh, rumors in the first place. <laughs> yeah, screen name not Emma. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I watch uh, Return of the King, I'm going to picture your face behind the Witch King's mask. <laughs> so now, with, without revealing any spoilers or anything, you know, we're halfway through season one at this point. Where where do you hope to see your character, let's say, in, in season two? Like, where, where do you hope she is at that point in the timeline? So I, I know what happens in season two. Uh, JD told me on the plane from Mumbai to New York on the on the press tour. Um, I'm very excited about season two. Um, uh, and that's all I can say. <laughs> Well, well, then answer that for me, okay? Because it's been bothering the entire internet uh, ever Wait, since the episode aired. What's you, been bothering the whole internet? I'm, I'm going to explain to you what's been bothering the entire internet, okay? All okay. of this, the whole thing. The whole why? Thing. <laughs> I hate I even have to bring this up, but why, why is Kevin so dang smooth in his life? <laughs> yeah, it's... um. So, yeah, so it's a... That scene and and the dinner that follows it, which is unfortunately not no longer there. Um, it's funny, like Leon will bring up in interviews jokingly, so I don't feel bad saying this. But when we met for our first rehearsal, uh, one of the first things I said to him was like, "I I don't understand why she likes this guy. Like I, I don't get it. Uh, her father is a lendeal. Like you have to like." <laughs> <laughs> you have to be some like crazy Adonis who's who's like seen death and dealt with it in a healthy way and is like, stoic and perfect and like to grow up with a father like that like you you know I think it would take it's, it would take a lot to sweep her off her feet um, and I, I didn't understand I was like what it's like a you know it's Farazan's son it's like a it's like a spoiled rich kid she knows who his father is. Um, why why is she falling for this and one thing that i talked to jd and patrick about was sort of her she she's incredibly impressed by by rhetoric she loves rhetoric and it's something she learns this season i i i didn't unfortunately get permission to say like what happens in the in the dinner that he takes her to but i'll just say it's impressive and there is rhetoric involved um so so that like meet cute that happens, um, he is so smooth and that smoothness, I think kind of hits her in a way that she wasn't expecting. Cause the first time she meets him, she's not that like, so like, whatever. <laughs> is, um, is it the haircut as well? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a Twitter account with that. I think that's like the name of it. Kevin's haircut or something I found the other day. <laughs> 
Um, well, the whole internet's in love with Ellen Daddy, so I could see how that would keep her standards high. <laughs> Ellen Dilf, yeah. Yeah, uh, you said <laughs> it, not me. Sorry. Okay, she's definitely on Reddit. <laughs> well, Emma, you know, it's it's approaching your time, so just before you can go, one, you know, it, it's always uh, really cool for us to hear you shout out Reddit whenever you're doing interviews or press junkets and stuff. It's really cool um, to also know that you're not just giving it lip service. Like, we've talked um, at San Diego Comic-Con about it, and you mentioned specific threads and different moments. So, like, it's genuine. And, uh, like, I can genuinely say that I meeting you you know I, I always preface this and i hope you don't take offense to it because i'm always like you know outside of the dwarves outside of the dwarves <laughs> but like uh i was like most impressed with you as a person compared to everybody else that i got to meet when we were at comic-con and i felt like there was like a a cool little bond not just over reddit but just being able to talk life while we were you know having a lunch that day and uh just want to say thank you for coming and joining us today and answering a lot of questions and I know you felt like at one point you were rambling, but while you were doing that, my notifications were blowing up and they were like, no, let her ramble. She's doing great. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I know the people in the comments are appreciating it as well. And, you know, hopefully we'll continue to see your character grow. And then, uh, you know, maybe you can get away from Kevin come season two and go on to become a really awesome Nazgul. Thank you for your time. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm blushing. Thank you so much, Farking. Um and I hope I hope you don't take offense to this too. I remember I remember Comic Con very clearly. That was like the first time we were kind of paraded out as a cast, and and that that dinner that or that luncheon that we had was like kind of the first time that we were interacting with um, for fans of the IP. And I remember when you sat down, I was like, oh gosh, this guy does not want to talk to me. He probably wants to talk to Elrond or Durin. And um, so the. the that lunch actually was also surprising to me because I felt like by the end of it, I had a bit of a friend. So it's, it's been a delight and um, thank you Reddit for having me. Thank you. Best friend, <laughs> Emma, we're going to go ahead and send you back down to the audience. You can listen to this later and hear the rest of like our episodic breakdown as we go through it, but we appreciate your time. Bye guys. <laughs>